Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dude, I almost hit a buzzard on this on the street today. A buzzard? Yeah. Buzzard Billy's? Yep, it was Mr. Billy. <laughs> I've only been to Buzzard Billy. Look, once. I felt like a cowboy. This shirt is far too small. That's some boobies. These things just their boobies are coming out. Been to Buzzard Billy's no, once and I liked it. Pushed down. Because they uh they had bananas foster. Uh, their bananas foster is really good. I like that it's prepared table side. Yeah. So I got fire. Yeah. That's it's what like, everyone loves about it. Like the guacamole, but that's not fire. That's like hibachi. <laughs> it's just mixed. I don't know. I've only been to place. We got gingerbread cookies to decorate. We so. did. Apparently, I don't know how to work scotch tape, though. We'll, uh... Oh, God. He's too big for this bat. Oh, no. It's taped to the side. I was like, how the <laughs> fuck he get in here? Anyways, theme song. excuse i like that they put sugar on half i was just thinking i was like why is there sugar on this when it's gonna be covered in icing oh you know what hey you got scissors scissors. (laughs) 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 i need i need a fork to eat some olives and i was like do you got plates so we can decorate our cookies and he was like i got got a plate in the truck (laughs) (laughs) you live in your truck it's okay for you you? (laughs) he's like no we won't judge you yeah I also won't offer you a place to live. Yeah. Okay. So wait, do you spread all of this and then just use the the little dots? Well, no, you like, you know, you could give him like, here's a little button, two, three, one. And then he gets this little. Oh, I see. Okay. Like Santa. Okay. Oh, God. My buttons are lines. Um, Make a dick. I like him. Here we go. How'd I know it was going there? Yeah. I'll make a vagina. <laughs> look at him. Oh, look, this is so I can mix it around. And uh, you ever watch them cookie decorating videos where they come in? Yes. And they got that, that nice little thing that makes the icing all smooth. Yeah. I guess this is that. His, um, that's good icing. That's good to hear. That's high praise because I'm a spoiled brat when it comes to icing. My mom owned her own cake and candy business. For a while, so I'm very spoiled when it comes to good icing. Yeah. How was your week? Oh. All right. Um. <laughs> good. It's a bad vagina. I like but it. It looks like mine. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> you good? No, you killed me. You got me. This doesn't look like a dick at all. Looks like mine. (laughs) It just kind of looks like a. I don't know. (laughs) He looks like a serial killer, though. I'm going to give him some little socks. He needs socks to keep his feet warm because he's naked. Jacob's like, this is not what I agreed to this evening. (laughs) He needs needs to keep warm his dicks out. And you're just killing me tonight, apparently. (laughs) It looks like mine. That got me, dude. (laughs) That fucking fucking got me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what mine looks like. Mm -hmm. I've tried Uh, to get a mirror under there before, but yeah. 
I'm sure it doesn't look like this. This is really too much icing. It's far too much icing. I'm literally putting pubes on this. (laughs) 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 Um, Or like shockwaves. I can't. (laughs) Electric pussy. (laughs) 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 He sprayed because it's stinky out there. (laughs) It's probably that pussy I just made. We stink too bad. He says y'all stink. Gotta spray air. This icing's really fucking good. I haven't even tasted it Who yet. Who the hell made it? Oh, you're giving them hair? I want, oh, I want mine to have luscious locks. Oh, God. This looks like a serial killer. <laughs> Anyways, um, my week. Well, what has happened? Uh, my, I don't know if I'm allowed to share this. My family, mm-hmm. I have a family member in the hospital. Um, not COVID related, but uh, had to go visit down there this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, or wherever it is. I don't know which direction. <laughs> it looks like he's got a fucking helmet on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrifying. We'll take pictures. And by yeah. that, I mean, we won't. I'm going to give him some little painted nails. Um, But, yeah, and so that was fun. I got to see some family. Um, But, I mean, that's really all I did, and... He's got three fingers on his left hand, but four on his right. Great. Um, He's a serial killer. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, had market today, Common Grounds. That went super well. We've got our own market that um, we've been working real hard on. I've been working (laughs) really hard on it. Real hard on. Hard on. Uh, Wieners. um, Wieners, dicks. (laughs) Um, Working real hard on that. Uh, That'll be at the new. He put pee pee. <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite. Jacob, you know, you Hired. can mic in. Have I ever told you that? Yeah, you're you are welcome to mic in and talk. Do do you know how to do that? You got that on there? You can you you gotta talk the talky thing? <laughs> Voice. <laughs> no, I meant like a mic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a weird noise. Oh, he's made. writing something. He goes, Mike didn't taught me this. Mm. Taught me. Teach me. That might not taught you that. <laughs> Sorry. He didn't write taught. I just <laughs> don't think Jacob's stupid. It's me. I'm stupid. We're going to get I'm literally just eating I'm, this icing. I'd hate to come in. I'd have to come oh, in. Oh, I'd have to. Oh, really? Why? I'm sorry. I can't read, apparently, either. What the fuck is happening in my throat? That's twice mm-hmm. now. Look. Look, he's crazy. No mic out here. Oh. Uh. Well, don't rude we'll, of we'll, Michael. We'll fix that at mm-hmm. the new place. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we have a market coming up there on December 11th. That is Friday. So as you're yes. hearing this in two days, mm-hmm. and um, it is for oh god, oh. god you ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be from five to nine. So please come out and support all of your favorite. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Local vendors. Um, Sloppy Seconds will be there. That is my my little baby. And, and Dandy Aesthetics will be there. That is my little baby. That's right. So it's going to be a rogue media family thing. Um, Debbie from No, no Waco, Waco. And, which is now Bone Kitten Boutique, is her business. Uh, they will be there. And lots of other fun people like Skellingtons. We love them. Um, so they'll be there. Living Dead Threads, Serena... She's super fun. She'll be there. We met Heather and Anna mm-hmm. of Beanie, Beanie Biz, Biz today, and they are literally the sweetest fucking people. They are. Alive. They gave me snacks. Love them. When I was hungry, so they fed me when I was hungry. Man, it must really stink out there. Or is it? <laughs> you go, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gave her a disease. Oh, My good. gingerbread she got chlamydia. person and the stinky. She got a club. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me think of something. <laughs> Anyways. I think we're thinking of the same thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so come out to that. It's going to be super fun. Get yourself some little gifties for your families. Or yourself. Or yourself. Yeah, because let's be honest, I never buy gifts for other people. I just, I'm also one That's of those people true. where i You've I'll, bought me a gift before. Yeah. But I'll buy, if I really love something that I'm getting for someone, I also buy one for me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I do that a lot. Who I'm just like, oh, doesn't? I too. Um. So I get that. This looks like a fucking psychopath. Take a picture of yours. Boop. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so that's my Whoops. week. Not super exciting. 
What about yours? It's fine. It went well. Um, I also forget I got things tested. happened to me. So. I got tested three times for COVID. Love. I almost said chlamydia. <laughs> I got tested three um, times for chlamydia. This I got tested three alone. times for COVID. Um, all negative, thankfully. Thank God. Um, yeah. I'm real over getting tested all the time. <laughs> I've been tested. I feel like I've been tested more than anyone you know. Yeah. Yeah. Other than myself. Yeah. I just want to be safe. Mm-hmm. If I come into contact with someone, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. there's some people have been like, I've never been tested. I'm like, how? 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 Unless you I mean, Ryan did just not- have his first test. Oh. Mm. But he had never come in contact with anyone until now. Mm-hmm. Other than like at work. Yeah. But like he ain't tested every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And he and he hasn't been sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No symptoms. No nothing. Yeah. And so no contact, no symptoms. He's like. Oh, I don't need to be tested. This icing is amazing. What? This icing is just so good. I know. I like sucked it all out of the bag. Yeah. And I don't ever eat icing just straight. I'm going to have um, a sugar coma after this. I just know it. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I got tested three times this week. All negative. Again, thank God. Sorry, I was taking a picture of my gingerbread woman. Gingerbread My gingerbread pussy. monster. <laughs> this Jacob likes it. This one's mine. You want to take a picture of it? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> Are we going to eat them together? Yes, I figured. Are we ready for mukbang? Mukbang. I learned that in school with the trendy girls I learned that, that are not today. 30. You see him? He's beautiful. His penis is a little wonky. I want to sleep with him. You might. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Where are you starting? I've got loose morals. Well, I did start from the head. (laughs) I say that because of a joke that she made, not that I'm making a joke. Um, I don't want to start at the pussy. I do. Okay, we'll start at the pussy. Oh my god! I'm gonna burn my fucking hand. Why is yours so loud? You have the gumballs? Oh, my God. (laughs) They have all those little balls right on his feet. Yeah, yours is about to be real loud. Yeah. It's good. So, one time, um, I fell in the shower. Okay. And um, I got internal bleeding. Okay. (laughs) This is relevant, I promise. (laughs) Um... <laughs> you look so funny with just a little pee pee left. <laughs> no legs. No, but uh uh-huh. Um So you fell in the shower. Well as a kid I fucking hated gingerbread. Mm. Like I would get so mad. Um I'm like, I don't fucking like this shit. Oh, I don't care what happened to me. Uh oh. Um but I fell in the shower. And I got internal bleeding, but we didn't find out until like a month late- later. It had been a while. Great. Um, and so I guess stuff started going like so wrong that my taste buds started getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um, one time my dad packed sugar cookies for me in my lunch and I tasted it and it tasted like gingerbread. And I fucking got pissed like the bratty little fucking first grader i was came back and i was like dad you know i hate gingerbread Why you you son of gingerbread a bitch. and he's like what the fuck are you talking about it was a goddamn sugar cookie you bitch <sighs> just kidding my dad didn't say that to me bitch ass six-year-old <laughs> but uh i was like well that, so i don't know what happened but i guess it fucked up my like well all my insides are so fucked up mm. that my taste buds got so skewed that i thought it was gingerbread now i like gingerbread it so. is good. I think I might go get us a gingerbread house to make, yeah, me and see? Ryan. That'd be fun. It was fun oh. to decorate. This oh. was a very enjoyable time. <laughs> it now truly I like, was. I like looking at his little half body. He's like, I already ate most of mine. <laughs> My body is gone. <laughs> Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> God. Um, they loved it. They love us. Very the people love us. Um. Anyways. Can you hear them? Are we streaming through the whole building? No, they no. can't hear us out there. Okay, they can't hear us, here. but can you hear them in our mics? Okay. Okay, good. I was like, I, was like, I can hear them through loud. our uh, yeah. <laughs> headphones. This is not. This is the worst soundproofing I've ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> um, 
Hopefully a new studio is better. Yeah. Oh, did we mention that the pop-up will be at the new studio? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we did. It's going to be there, though. Um, but yeah. So anyways, how was your week, though? Oh, I got the... Still and good. That's why I also don't like apple juice. <laughs> Still good. I got the three COVID tests. We talked about it. Yeah. Well, I didn't um, know if that was mostly, all that happened. Yeah. Well, you see, I do this thing when I get a COVID test where I then don't see people until I get my result. Yeah, as you should. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't... I mean, I stayed at my house pretty much all week. Um, <laughs> so... That's it. I mean, that's what I did all week other than today. Oh, I thought I heard him tap. Oh, I thought you did too. Oh. Um, this is some bad soundproofing. Yeah. I've never <laughs> noticed it before. This is um, too sweet now. Now I have a headache. Well, quit eating it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, but that's about it. I mean, yeah, that's it really. Mm. So do you want to go first? I think I went first last week. Yeah, I went first with Robert. Robert Dadal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. Um, yeah, I can go first. You better, otherwise it's going to be a real pain in your ass. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant if I didn't go first. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know why. I'm just chewing my cookie, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him with his little penis. That's funny. <clears throat> okay, all that can go away. Sorry. Let me open my beer first, too. I was like, baby. I was like, what the hell is that sound? <laughs> um, anyways, this week we are going to be talking about haunted asylums. So that's real fun. There's literally a billion that we could go into. As we were talking about this at the market <laughs> today, <laughs> which that's when we decided... What are we gonna do? Chris was like, he's like, oh, there's one in fucking Topeka or something, mm-hmm. Kansas, and he's been to. Chris is from Kansas, and so he has been to a lot of the haunted places in Kansas, like Stole, uh, Stole Cemetery, Stole Kansas. And anyways, it's one of the like most prominent known gates to hell, um, or you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I believe it. He was like, it was literally the eeriest fucking thing being there. So, um, but there's one in Topeka or something he said had, uh, that people were in there for so long, like chained up that their skin started growing over the Uh, bindings and shit. But yeah, he won't run any of this in. So that's all I remember from our conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's all you're going to (laughs) know because that's all we know. Um, but I chose to do the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which is not, uh, I'm sure, the appropriate name for it anymore. It was it then switched names at one point to be... Oh, fuck. Where was it? It switched names at one point. I don't remember. Oh, the Weston State Hospital. And then, but once it was bought again... Uh, by the like newest owner, they then switch it back there because essentially they're just doing it for promotional yeah. purposes uh, to be like, yeah, come here, come mm-hmm. to this haunted asylum. Um, and they've, yeah, I mean, they've got ghost tours. You can tour this place. They had, I think you can spend, I find everything, I'm sorry. Um, boop, boop, boop. So there's three different like tour levels. There's a 90 minute daytime tour, which is $35, a two hour nighttime tour for 40. And then the most intense option, a nine to five, eight, 9 PM to 5 AM hunt for a hundred dollars. And I'm like, mm. hell yeah. That's yeah. That's the one for your buck. Yeah. Go to that. Um, but I did think that I would start this week off with a ghost story about the asylum. Okay. It is not a super eventful ghost story, but it is one of the few that I could find of like an active ghost. Um, so I thought it was fun. Yeah. Anyways, it's entitled, I spent the night in a haunted asylum and I still can't explain what I saw. And I'm like, what you saw really isn't that big of a deal. But okay. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'll let you have your experience. Perfect. Um, they went into a lot of detail that is fluffy and I don't, it's not really necessary. Anyways. It also has a bit of background in it, so I figured I'd just start here. 
But the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, now widely considered one of the most haunted destinations in America, operated from 1864 to 1994. Although it was designed for 250 patients, about 2,400 were crammed in. Just think about that. 250 patients was all this place was ever supposed to house, and they put 2,400. That is insane. What year was this? Uh, So it operated from 1864 to 1994. But, like, I'm pretty sure it closed in, like, 1994 with, like, 24 to 2,500 yeah. patients. Hey. And I'm like, God, like, 1994, like, I was fucking born. Like, the world wasn't that savage. It shouldn't have been that savage. No. But it is and was and really still is. Although, um, so, it, this person then goes in to say, was I exploiting their suffering or was I validating it? After all, it seems... Be honest, you're exploiting it. Yeah, it's fine. You're paying for it. (laughs) Yeah. And also they're dead. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) I'm going to go to hell. Anyways, they said, I said a silent apology to any ghost offended by my presence. Probably smart, though, so they don't follow them. The current owner launched the ghost tours to raise money for ongoing restoration. There's a 90-minute daytime tour, blah, 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 for 35, two-hour nighttime for 40, most intense option, 9 Mm a.m., 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., 100 she said, I ex- or they said, I expected to be joined by hardcore paranormal investigators weighed down with camera gear and digital recorders. And there were some, but there were also, there was also a preppy older couple, a mom chaperoning twin girls and a grandma from Indiana named Julia and her skeptical son-in-law. Those two became my friends for the night. We broke into smaller groups, spending two hours on each of the asylum's four floors before rotating. Our guide told us about some of the hospital's better known spirits, including a little girl named Lily, who was born in the asylum, a man named Jesse who died of a heart attack in a bathtub, Civil War soldiers, and a patient who was brutally murdered by his roommates. On each floor, she gave us the lay of the land before turning us loose to explore. The hospital is so vast that it was easy to end up alone despite the dozens of other people wandering about it. And it was easy to feel lost amidst the maze of the hallways and patient rooms covered in peeling paint. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I, I probably wouldn't let anyone out. I'd have at least one person like, holding my hand yeah. <laughs> the whole time. If I'm staying the night, like, no, fuck. Yes. I ain't getting split up. I've seen too many horror films about asylums where that happens, and then people get tricksied away, and then they get their blood ripped out of them and shit. Like, no, fuck that. <laughs> Just their blood ripped out of them. Yeah, well, there was this one where there's, like, a bathtub scene, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what happened to his body, but then there was just blood everywhere, and I was like, so that's kind of what it felt like. Anyways. Says Julie and I set up in a room allegedly haunted by a spirit named Jim James. I'm going to use. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> he's, he's going to the bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Julie and I set up in a room allegedly haunted by a spirit named Jim James. We placed a mag light on the floor and asked Jim to turn it on. I guess a flashlight. I don't know. The light was Julia's, but I inspected it and it seemed totally ordinary. A few beats passed and then it came on by itself. I offered Jim a cigarette to turn it back off. It went dark. And says, I don't smoke, but our guide gave me a couple cigarettes because she said some of the spirits liked him. Them. And that's something I found across multiple uh-huh. of them is that a, a lot of the ghosts in this place, like, were super down for a cigarette. So mm-hmm. if you, like, offered the cigarette, things would happen. Where else have we heard that, though? Uh, it's probably just common. Like, I mean, especially with how widely, like, cigarette smoking used to be. Yeah, I feel but like I can't most remember. ghosts. Maybe <laughs> I was like listening them. to something else that said that. Maybe, yeah. Or another podcast. I don't know. Um, but it said we tried the flashlight trick again and, and again in a room where Lily supposedly plays in a pitch black corridor, once reserved for violent woman, in a lobotomy recovery area without luck. So I guess it really only worked that one time. But it says even so exploring the crumbling building and leaning its <coughs> history were learning its history were plenty thrilling ghost or no ghost. And uh, really nothing else happened besides that. But... As you can see, lots of weird shit happened. Lobotomies were um, done. Done, yeah. Performed. Performed. I was like, there's a word, though. (laughs) Lobotomies were performed here. Um, Children were born somehow within being there. So either the patient came in uh, already pregnant or there was very unsavory uh, trigger warning. There was just rape happening, Mm -hmm. which Chris said that at the one he went to in... Topeka, um, also, there were patients who were checked in, and they were not pregnant at the time, and whenever mm-hmm. their medical record showed that they weren't, and then they gave birth with them. Yeah. So, 
obviously something not good happened there. Um, but a little bit more history now that that little tiny baby ghost story is over. The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, subsequently the Weston State Hops Hospital, was a Kirkbride psychiatric hospital that was operated from 1864 until 1994 by West Virginia in the city of Weston. Weston State Hospital got its name in 1913, which was used while patients <coughs> occupied it, but Sorry. it was changed back to its original commission unused name, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, after being reopened as a tourist attraction. So, it's a very beautiful building, really. Yeah. Um, designed by Gothic Revival and Tudor Revival styles by Baltimore architect Richard Snowden Andrews. It was constructed from 1858 to 1881. Originally designed to hold 250 people, it became overcrowded in the 1950s with 2,400 patients. It was forcibly closed in 1994 due to changes in patient treatment. Yeah, probably they were just They were like, like, no, animals. we can't do this anymore. Close <laughs> yeah. it down. Shut it down. This is not humane. <laughs> um the hospital was bought by Joe Jordan in 2007 and is open for tours and other events to raise money for its restoration. The hospital's main building is claimed to be one of the largest hand-cut stone masonry buildings in the United States, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And the second largest hand-cut stone building in the world. Only The only bigger one being the Moscow Kremlin. Um, I don't really know what that is. But <coughs> it was there a few times and I was like, cool, great. This is the second biggest one. Sure. First is the worst, second is the best. Mm -hmm. That's what they always told me growing up. Yep. <laughs> it's dumb. true. People say that. That's right. As Weston Hospital main building, it was designated a National Historic Landmark in 1990. So its history, the 19th century, the hospital was authorized by the Virginia General Assembly in the early 1850s as the name that we've spoken about, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Following consultations with Thomas Story Kirkbride, uh, it then got built and all of its fancy, fancy stuff, stuff. Fancy, fancy <laughs> stuff, stuff. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Let's see. Construction of the site along the West Fork River opposite downtown Weston began in late 1858. Work was initially conducted by prison laborers. A local newspaper in November that year noted seven. Oh, I don't know if I want to read that. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> skilled stonemasons were later brought in from Germany and Ireland but uh, even from its very construction a lot of not probably savory things happened probably yeah. a lot of angry as it turns people. out as it turns out forcing prisoners to do free manual labor yeah. it's not great and for also the I'm sure it's not safe yeah so I'm sure certain people died lots of hammers mm-hmm construction was interrupted by the outbreak of the American Civil War in 1861. Following its secession from the United States, the government of Virginia demanded the return of the hospital's unused construction funds for its defense. Before this could occur, the 7th Ohio Volunteer Infantry seized the money back from a local bank, delivering it to Wheeling. It was put towards the establishment of the reorganized government of Virginia, which sided with the northern states during the war. The, the reorganized government appropriated money to resume the construction in 1862. I was like, it did take a long fucking time. 1851. Mm -hmm. I was to, thinking that too. So there's some hiccups. Uh, following the admission of West Virginia as a U.S. state in 1863, the hospital was renamed the West Virginia Hospital for the Insane. The first patients were admitted in October 1864, but construction continued into 1881. The 200-foot central clock tower was completed in 1871, and separate rooms for uh, black people were completed in 1873. Man, they had segregation even in insane asylums? Jesus. It's ridiculous. Like, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? How can you have a prejudice? I, I don't understand how anyone has a prejudice. I don't. Like. So, I don't think it like, was for the, ins I don't think it was for the patients so much as for the families to feel yeah. peace of mind. Yeah. Which is fucking dumb as shit. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that, so many of the patients that you could be admitted into this hospital for PMS. Hang on. I want to rephrase what I said. I believe it was because the patients requested it. Because when I realized, when I heard back me saying it was for the patient's peace of mind, I realized that it could be twisted into me seeming like it gave me peace of mind. And I'm like, no, no, no. no. It yeah. just was requested by the shitty, shitty family members. Mm -hmm. Piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you could be admitted to this hospital for literally, they call it like menstrual. There's some fucking Mania. Dumb. Yeah. Or uh, what they used to call it. There, there was like a whole last name for it. Yeah. I, I was listening to it. 
because um, there's an episode on lore mm-hmm. about this as well, and mm-hmm. I listened to that episode, and yeah, you can, if for um, just even, like, the silliest things, for having, like, just a different opinion, yeah. you can essentially be, oh, lunatic put in here. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, the hospital was intended to be self-sufficient, and a farm, dairy, waterworks, and cemetery were also located on its ground, which ultimately reached 666 acres in area. The double slammed. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Originally designed to house 250 patients in solitude, the hospi- hospital held 717 patients by 1880. Man, they... Literally 20 Wasted years. no time. <laughs> Already went way past it. 1,661 in 1938, <laughs> over 1,800 in 1994, and at its peak, 2,600 in the 1950s. It turns and, out whenever you're admitting people for just disagreeing with you, you yeah. have a lot of yeah, patients. a lot of issues. Um, a 1938 report by a survey committee organized by a group of North American medical organizations found that the hospital housed epileptic epileptics, alcoholics, drug addicts, and non-educable mental defectives. Hysteria. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Hysteria. There was like theorizing of any sort. Mm -hmm. So I was like, like, okay. You just the thought. Good God. Why do I put mayonnaise on my bread? Gone. (laughs) (laughs) And they have mayonnaise then, I don't know. Mama, he done gone crazy. (laughs) A series of reports by the Charleston Gazette in 1949 found poor sanitation and insufficient furniture, lighting, and heating in much of the complex. While one wing, which had been rebuilt using Works Progress Administration funds following 1935 fire started by a patient, was comparatively luxurious. Um, So, yeah, just parts of this. It seems like most of this hospital was just, I just imagine it being like. I'm imagining a dungeon in my head, even though it's clearly yeah. not because there's like some paint on the walls, but I'm just imagining like big bricks and like fucking being chained up, like, you know, like in Aladdin. Listen, Caitlin, we're making sweeping <laughs> generalizations here. Okay. <laughs> there may have been some really nice things about it. Yeah. Blue paint. For That's instance. right. I saw that peeling off the walls in some of the pictures. All of the extra I company that you have. I did every see a day. ghost captured on camera. Oh. Uh, in one of the posts that I was reading, there was... I was like, no, that's, it could be doctored. I want to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Weston State Hospital found itself to be the home for the West Virginia Lobotomy Project in the early 1950s. Cool, great. Yeah. You love to see it. Mm. Get your brains mixed up. Uh-huh. This was an effort by the state of West Virginia and Walter Freeman to use lobotomy to reduce the number of patients in asylums because there was severe overcrowding. Maybe just stop assuming because you fucking bleed out of your vagina once a month that you're insane. <sighs> Caitlin, you're asking a lot now. I know. By the 1980s, the hospital had a reduced population due to changes in the treatment of mental illness. Those patients who could not be controlled were often locked in cages. Great. Yep. This is the 80s. Mm-hmm. The 80s. Like that's, this seems like shit that would happen <clears throat> hundreds of years ago. Yeah. No, this was very... This Quite is, recent. Yeah. 
Um, in February of 1986, then Governor Archmore announced plans to build a new psychiatric facility elsewhere in the state and convert the Weston Hospital to a prison. Seems like it was already. It already a was. <laughs> Jokes on you. Yep. Ultimately, the new facility, the William R. Sharp Jr. Hospital, was built in Weston, and the old Weston State Hospital was simply closed in May of 1994. The building and its grounds have since been mostly vacant. And aside from local events such as fairs, church revivals, and tours, what? Church revivals. <laughs> Nothing says, come to Jesus, like fucking shackles. Like taking you to hell. <laughs> In 1999, all four floors of the interior of the building were damaged by several city and county police officers playing paintball. Three of whom were dismissed. Why the fuck were they allowed to do that? It's a historic goddamn building. <laughs> Why are they playing paintball in it? I can't answer come on. that. Did they get arrested for... Come on. Oh, okay. That's a whole other issue. I'm stuck on the church revival. Yeah. Lord, send a revival. That's good. I'm not familiar with the song. Oh, it happens in Sister Act 2. Oh, okay. One of my faves. Efforts towards adaptive reuse of the building have included proposals to convert the building into a Civil War museum and a hotel and golf course complex. <laughs> the fuck's going to stay in a... I mean, I'd say that. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a nonprofit 501 organization, the Western mm-hmm. Hospital Re- Revitalization... Revitalization Committee was formed in 2000 for the purpose of aiding the preservation of the building and finding appropriate tenants. Um, 21st century, though, three small museums devoted to military history, toys, and mental health were opened on the first floor of the main hospital building in 2004, but were soon forced to close due to fire code violations. Yet nothing about this building seems safe. <laughs> And the hospital was auctioned by the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources on August 29, 2007. And that is how uh, the other guy got it. Joe Jordan, an asbestos demolition contractor from Morgantown, was a high bidder and paid $1.5 million for the 242,000 square foot building. How much? $1.5 million. I'm like, bitch, All you right. could live there. Yeah. Get yourself a nice deal on a house. <laughs> Weren't you just like, we would want to stay there. <laughs> Bitch, you could live there forever. I'm sure they got underground tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> the bidding started at $500,000. Um, that's, well, there are houses in Waco that are 500000 You can get a mm-hmm. whole asylum. Everyone's sleeping. Go get you an asylum today. <laughs> Jesus. I'm a real estate agent. There's a asylums. house in Wingo that's like $6 million. Yeah, exactly. It's more expensive. And it's not even as big. It's not 242,000 square foot. There's not even as much character. <laughs> you don't have 12 ghosts at least? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have jail cells in the basement? Complete with shackles. That's right. Still got human bones in them. Mm. Probably not. But... Joe Jordan has also begun maintenance projects on the former hospital grounds. And in October 2007, a fall fest was held at the Weston State Hospital. Guided historic and paranormal daytime tours were offered as well as evening ghost hunts and paranormal tours. See, that's what I would do. I would be going, I'd be like, give me all this money. Like I said, yeah. if I owned the Hewitt Mansion uh, from the new newer text chain told massacres. Mm-hmm. Because that's in Barnett, Bart, Bartlett. It's on the way from here to Bastrop. Yeah, so you can drive past it. It's there, but they don't, they're not super welcome to like tour g- groups mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, bitch, if I had that house, I'd be like, Stupid. you want to take a picture? You want to take a picture out front? $5. I'll $5, be getting, $10. I'd be getting all the money I can. I'd be yeah, like, look, sure. I got a, I got a text chainsaw masker dummy. Just mm-hmm. come up here. You can stand, come here, stand with him. It's great. If you want, I'll even get in the suit and I'll chase you with the chainsaw. $20. <laughs> You're like, look at all this money I can get. So this guy, this guy, Joe Jordan, we're the same. Anyways, the main building in the asylum, known as the Kirkbright, holds several rooms that serve as a museum located on the first floor. There are paintings, poems, and drawings made by patients in the art therapy programs, a room dedicated to different medical treatments and restraints used in the past. Um, and artifacts such as a straitjacket and hydrotherapy tub, which if you saw Nurse Ratchet, that looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, just Ratchet. Yeah. called. The tour guides dressed in clothes that resemble 19th century nurse outfits, blue dress, white apron, white cap, and white shoes. The shorter historical tour offers allows um, allows visitors to see the first floor of the Kirkbride, while the longer historical tours allows visitors to see all four floors, apartments of the staff, the morgue, and the operating room. That's fucking cool. 
Aside from the historical tours, there are also two paranormal tours, and they both start at sunset, which is really fucking cool. And I would go do this. I need to go to West Virginia. Um, but yeah, there's several, several ghosts who just never checked out, and um, one of them being whatever that little girl's name was, Lily. They're gonna kill me all in my sleep. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I've talked enough now, so I'm gonna just go ahead and wrap it up. But you just really got uh, history lessons today and not much of a ghost story besides a light bulb turning on. Yeah, I don't really have a, a ghost story. I just have a... It's just creepy as fuck. Mine cut out. Oh. I couldn't hear myself. I'm trying to... Oh, here it is. Here's that ghost on camera thing. I'll have to see that little oh, figure. Yeah. Yeah. It could Sorry, easily be Dr. Video Can you see for it? a second. It's he so faint. Yeah, it. I'll have to show you when you get out. <laughs> when I get out. Um. Okay, so I cool. am doing the Beechworth Lunatic Asylum. Uh, it is. It was originally known as Mayday Hills Lunatic Asylum. It is a decommissioned psychiatric hospital. Uh, it was the fourth such hospital to be built in Victoria, Australia. Mm. Um, it's one of the three largest. It closed in 1995 after 120 years, 128 years of operation. Damn. Um, yeah. It says foreboding is the only way one could. Could describe the buildings situated at the top of the hill outside Beechworth in northern Victoria. I want to see. Beechworth, I'll show you in a second. Beechworth Lunatic Asylum, I hate, I'm just going to call it Beechworth, uh, is currently owned by Latrobe University. Nightly ghost tours are held at the hospital, allowing public access to the most historic buildings in the complex. There are plenty of t- stories told about Mayday Hills Asylum, Beechworth. Uh, many have spoken of the figure of a man who appears near the cellar and then completely vanishes within a second. Matron Sharp, who spent most of her life there, has been spotted on more than one occasion. A gray hooded figure in period costume. Doors swing open by themselves and at other times mysterious screams are heard. Some say that a glance out of the cottage windows around dusk may reveal an old man in a green jacket, maybe an old groundkeeper, wandering around the gardens. Also, a woman has been on occasion photographed standing at the window from which she was reputedly reputedly thrown by other inmates. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, whether these tales are true or not, the entire place has a certain eeriness about it that sends chills down the spine. That's why I'm like, they said a fire happened that was started by a patient. Yeah. And then, like, people getting thrown from windows, and I'm like, yeah. I guess when you got overcrowded, because every single hospital was overcrowded to such an extent. What is a ha-ha wall? I don't know, but it sounds probably, I'm sure it's not very ha-ha. Well, it says, they consist of a trench, one side of which was vertical and faced with stone or bricks, the other side sloped and turfed. From the inside, the walls presented a tall face to patients, preventing them from escaping, while from outside, the walls looked low as to not suggest imprisonment. Oh, Aww. that explains it. So, yeah, they have uh-huh. ha-ha walls. A little bit of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this baby's God. walking. Uh, oh. He's, he's um, pretty cute. It has. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> it had its own piggery. What? Piggery. Is that where they keep pigs? I assume so. I'm not Australian. Uh, orchards. Uh, kitchen gardens. And orchards. Man. Yeah, fields, stables, a and a place. barn. For recreation, the asylum included tennis courts, an oval and cricket pavilion, a kiosk, and a theater. This is where I need to go. This is better than my house. <laughs> um. Let me see. I mean, it does kind of sound like, sorry, I feel like the place in Ratchet kind of was similar to that. Like, yeah, it just seemed very nice and it was so beautiful, but mm-hmm. obviously some malpractice was happening mm-hmm. there. Um, it was, so it's actually not owned by Latrobe University. They sold in 2013 to a local company composed of two Beechworth businessmen, George Findike and Jeff Lucas. The site is now being subdivided and either leased or sold to tourism and art-based businesses. Art-based? I can go open up a space there. Yeah. Tours currently run through the facility to preserve and showcase the history and architecture. A wedding used, uh, I'm sorry, a venue used for weddings is the Chapel of the Resurrection to the west of the site. It was built in 1868 as the mortuary for the complex and was converted to the chapel scene today in the 1960s. You can get so, married at this asylum? 
Yes, you can. Destination wedding for me. Yeah, I was like, you enjoy that. Just kidding. Um, I'll probably get married in Vegas. Yeah, that seems fun, honestly. I get, I just get a really good photographer follow me around in my like fringe and beads and shit. Yeah. Um, I never get married, but apparently the tour that they do at the asylum is very good. They are very knowledgeable and friendly. Um, apparently it seems a bit overdramatic, but duh. that's exactly, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, get me in the mood. So that is pretty much it. Beachworth. Yeah. Beachworth. I'm sure there's more. I tend to go, I tend to go shorter whenever I go second. I find that. I think we both do. Yeah. Because then you feel like you're running out of time. Oh, hey. (laughs) Yeah. Are we? I don't know. This is 31. I thought he held up a sign of our, like our time. No. Oh, okay. He he don't give a fuck. (laughs) He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, this is better than, better than school. Mm -hmm. Right. He goes. Yeah. He learned so much more from us. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm, well, I am a teacher. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Oh, God. Good thing my name is attached to this. Yeah, that's really good. Really <laughs> perfect. Um, so, okay. I'm sorry. Valuable life lessons. Yeah, like I did draw give a him, penis on. I gave him very valuable life lessons outside. I told him, don't go to a four-year university. It's a waste of your money and your time. It really is. That, like, everyone, I remember lots of people being like, if I could tell you one thing, just go to a community college for the first two years, transfer. I wouldn't then, even do that. Yeah. Go yeah. to a community college, go to a vocational school, go to a trade school. Yeah. Unless you're going to be a doctor, an attorney, or, an, or a CPA. Yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Now I'm. And I'm $63,000 in debt. Exactly. And I have nothing to show for it. I do. But I still don't I mean, have my degree. I guess I have something to show for it, except not the one thing you want to show for it, which is a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say there were over 3,000 reported deaths at Beechworth. Nice. Um, that's not nice. I'm sure. What? I'm sure there were more. Um, it says it's no surprise that these souls remain on the compound. Um, it could treat as many as 1,200 patients at one time, and it was at full capacity more often than not. And if there were any free beds, then it didn't stay that way for long. So at least they like. Kept their capacity. That's good. Yeah. Didn't go over it by 300 times. Yeah. You know. It's probably not. It's probably more like 600 times. Mm-hmm. I don't know math. Don't don't come at me with that. Uh, once I didn't a go patient, to college. Just kidding. I did. I went for five years. Still have nothing to show for once, it. <laughs> once patients would either die to free up a bed or worse, be released, but released more insane than when they were admitted. Um, I'm sorry. One patient. Because they were tortured Fucking out of their brains. Yeah. Nurses yeah. and doctors were stretched to the max, so the care had a lot to be desired. No shit. So much so that patients went missing and were found dead weeks later in weird places. Mm. One example, here we go, was that of a male patient who was reported missing and was only found weeks later after the resident dog, Max, was seen to be chewing on a human leg bone. Oh. It was found up a tree with one leg missing. Damn, up a tree. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, now it's famous for its ghosts and other sinister goings on. I love that phrase. Goings um, on. Yeah. I'd so, go to Australia just for this. Yeah. I want to go to Australia. I do too. I'm just so scared of all the other things that can kill you. Yeah. Like I feel like ghosts is like animals. the least scary thing they have yeah. there. <laughs> they got like 18 different spiders in these things that can fucking murder your whole family in two seconds. Yeah. It's like arachnophobia. Mm. It's a movie that is. Uh, <laughs> Not just the actual fear, like duh. It says men, women, and children could spend months and even years behind these once whitewashed but soon gray and dirty walls. Some would share a tiny room with nothing with nothing but a bed, metal with hmm, a metal, metal bed frame, <laughs> and an itchy blanket. And oh. others, depending on how insane they were would be confined to a padded white cell with nothing but a straight jacket or shackles for company. Um, nice. Yeah. That's and that was just bright. in one wing. Apparently there was another wing that was much worse. The Gravilia wing 
Everyone feared the Gravilia Wing staff included. If you were unlucky enough to wind up there, then chances were that your number was up. But before you either died from the torture or ended up brain dead and deemed a cabbage, Jesus, uh, you would face nothing but pain and suffer for the entirety of your stay in the Gravilia Wing. The treatment that the the doctors put the patients through just isn't thinkable. Um, Jesus. It looks like they were they were slapped, punched, kicked in the name of therapy, but they were also subject to electric th- therapy treatment. They would be tied by the wrists and ankles to the bed and they and their heads secured with a heavy leather belt. So they were completely unable to move and an electric shock would be put through their bodies and passed through the body with the head being the input point. Like you've seen in movies. Um oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also um, for the um, just I came from, this came from, no, God, family listens to this. Uh, I have suffered a lot of abuse. Jesus. So I make this joke out of my own pain. It's not just I'm an insensitive ass. Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> Again, I deal with my pain with trauma or with laughing. So um, some were lucky enough to die. Others had to relive this torture until their bones would break and their insides would burn. <gasps> and then if death didn't take you. You would now live the life of nothing and be so severely brain damaged that all you could do is lay there all day unable to move until death would finally come and release you from the living hell. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Um, I will not discuss the abuse that children endured because yeah, that is, I can't. Um, yeah, so they the people who died there were basically buried in the basement. Uh, yeah, they would store the bodies in bags down there ready for them to experiment on. Fun. So that the doctors could, yeah. Uh-huh. It's and a good time. So. Um, it's believed that some of these bodies were down there for months before being laid to rest and others were offered for demonic rituals and black magic in a way of thank you for their assistance. What? Thank you. So, like, just the demonic that black magic people got a hookup with the asylum. Like, hey, yeah, that seems like a stretch of a rumor. I mean, now I'm wondering if any of this story is true. <laughs> I no, mean, I'm, I've, I've read into the beach with asylum before. Oh, too, okay, and good. A lot of that is what I remember reading. So, um, I'm, I've, I've it even it says it does say no one will know for sure, but it's rumored that some of the more mental patients or the ones with no family to ask questions were offered and used for dark sadistic rituals. Yeah, so it's a rumor. You don't oh. know for sure. I don't believe it. Um, great. Just leave so everything in here. That is on the internet. True. Oh my god, <laughs> there is. There is a photo taken by ghost hunter Alan Tiller. Uh, he captures a young child kneeling down in the most feared part of the building, the Gravilioing, Gravilia, Gravilioing, sure. And not only did he manage to shoot this awesome piece of evidence, he also claims that when he was there doing an investigation with his medium sidekick, Raylene Cable, they witnessed doors slamming, heavy footsteps, and even caught a dark voice on EVP demanding them to get out. That name just sounds like she's a liar. Yeah. Uh, the most disturbing energy came from the bullpen, a section of the asylum that housed violent and angry, troubled and disturbed young adults from 18 to 25. Is there a picture? Oh, here are the ghosts. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I was like, I've already. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like stopped because I was like, I've already talked so much just about the history of this building that I'm like, yeah, I can't even talk about the fucking um, ghosts. Do you want to hear? I'll figure out a good ghost. Yeah. Um. Well, in the meantime, I'll tell you all no, about. It's okay. I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. I don't. I <laughs> <laughs> good, because I didn't know what I was actually going to tell them about. <laughs> I was just going to pull something out of my ass. So it Real turns fast. out there are actually reports and claims that people have seen the devil in Beechworth. Cool. They say that from within the shadows of the, of the dark corners, glowing red eyes seem to be looking back at them. Creepier okay. still, some claim that they feel as if something dark and heavy is following them around and didn't leave them until they left the building. She's got glowing red eyes. I don't mean it's the devil. I, yeah. 
They do say, some say they feel, they actually feel as if the dark energy is trying to take over their body and they become physically sick with stomach pain and an onslaught of major stomach cramps accompanied with a sudden shooting pain through the head and dizziness. The stench of rotten flesh is described Mm. to follow them, a smell that not everyone can smell. Some people have gone to take the tour but didn't actually make it through the tour as the heavy dark energy surrounds them is too much to bear. I was going to say, I was like, half of those things can be created from real poor electrical issues but yeah essential rot- well actually yeah bad electrical issues smell like rotten fish a lot um my favorite was fucking not ghost adventures but ghost hunters the taps mm-hmm. guys and i loved them because those motherfuckers would debunk everything they could they'd be like no like if they found a place that was haunted and they were like yeah no we can't explain this i was like Fuck, that place is real haunted. I know. Because they, more times than not, they always are like, it's electrical issues. It's plumbing. Yeah. Like all the time they're going through and they're, you know, and they'll get some things where I'm like, "Mm, fuck. Yeah. And like the the show's still interesting, but at the end they're like, yeah, no, like this can be explained by this, 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 and this. And uh, while your place is like cool, it's probably not actually that haunted. You don't have anything to worry about. And which is probably not super validating for the person themselves that's like, no, bitch, I have seen it a billion times. Like, but um, I just, I do appreciate that they don't, they're not like fucking Zach Biggins and they're like, yeah. oh my God, it's a devil. Try yeah. Contact us. And then Aaron, go get eaten alive or whatever. Just sacrifice your body. Yeah. Um, they give him up for everything. So um, there is something about the haha wall, oh, actually. And says, um, <laughs> you may encounter a dead ghost body laying on the ground beneath a high window by the haha wall. Um, oh. No, but as well as the haha wall, you may encounter a dead ghost body laying on the ground beneath a high window. So it's not actually, they just worked it into a transition oh. of, but it was a poor woman who was pushed to her death after a patient wanted her cigarettes. All, they'd like, yeah, all Jones and they need some mm-hmm. ciggies. Um, yeah, there's so. a, it seems like most of the ghosts in my and yours asylum one of them that i read about that i didn't read about i don't know why i didn't great but he (laughs) (laughs) he uh was like he was a recovering alcoholic Mm -hmm. when and that's why he was admitted Mm -hmm. was for alcoholism and he was convinced that everyone was hiding his beer from him and so like he like would come on and be like my beer my beer blah 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 and like show up and then like one time one of the tour guides came across a file of a person Mm -hmm. who like then was going by the same name this like because they like i guess communicated and he had been um like you know admitted for alcoholism and stuff and so then she was like oh fuck this is a real person yeah like oh my god God. and so they figured it out afterwards so a lot of these people just seemed like addicts yeah and they were deemed insane for it this is a very the whole world not just America, because yours was mm-hmm. Australia. Mm-hmm. We all sucked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, the battle for mental health and just the awareness that it needs is far from over. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, even like I, I try to be a pretty big advocate for mental health and like being open about things. But I'm yeah. still like when it comes to that, if you are not like you or one of my close friends. Yeah. You won't ever know about what's going on. Well, and let me say this. You can and be you an advocate. Have to sell your, your exactly. Yeah. You can be an advocate and still maintain your own privacy. Yeah. And it's that's part of being an advocate is boundaries. Yeah, exactly. And I we've t- we've talked and joked about this. I have very strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. I am private to a fault. Um but the people that I do let pass those boundaries know that I've let them in. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't, you know, I, I appreciate our listeners. I thank you. Yeah. I don't feel the need to share every bit of exactly. my intimate life with you. you, know, you I will share to. my intimate life with you. She'll share her my sex intimacy. life with you. Yeah. <laughs> but I will but as not far as share... like feelings and shit? No, 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 no Absolutely no. not. Because no, no, no. those things actually matter. Sex, Listen, I don't even let y'all know my family's first names. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have. But yeah. I, I have. Have you? Only your brothers, I Only think. my brothers, yeah, I was uh-huh. going to say. Because they're the only ones I call by their yeah. names. Yeah, You know, I call my mom, mom, dad, dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it just shows that, like, even in the 90s, we were still, yeah. it's it's not as far away as people think. No. And we're still very much in and 
just mental health is not accepted. Yeah. Especially, um, I don't want to like be a men's right activist, but like men are not at all allowed to show feelings. No. And, um, there are so many like mental health issues that are more often associated with men. And now women are becoming like, they're finding, Oh, women can have these issues too, because yeah, Mm -hmm. we're both fucking human beings. And, um, you know, it's just, there's still so much, but like the issues with just with social constructs of gender really in general mm-hmm. are just so fucking flawed in the way that they tell people they should and shouldn't be. Um, yeah. And so we have a lot to go for. Like just we have a lot of work to do. Feel your emotions, do whatever yeah. the fuck you want because it doesn't fucking matter what other people think. Yeah. And if they have an opinion about it, kick them in the balls. Yep. Or the vagina. Yeah. Or whatever they have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kick them everywhere. Kick him in the face. Yeah, kick him in the face. High kick. Yeah. Roundhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I have to pee so I, bad. I do too. Um, thank you to our patrons, uh, Jeffrey. Yeah, we also have Brian and Amanda Harmon. That's right. And Brandon Bush. And, and also Shelby. That's right. Thank you guys so much. I'm sorry that we both have to pee so incredibly badly. Um, we also, you can reach out to us on Instagram. That is what's your excuse podcast with no spaces or apostrophes or Facebook, which is what's your excuse podcast with spaces and apostrophes because they're, we're not animals. That's right. And you can email us. What's your excuse podcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry. I cut you off, Caitlin. No, that's great. I know you usually say that. I just really get a piss. It's okay. And Um, as always, we're in the lovely rogue media network studios and we've got our friend here. Jacob. Yep. And uh, better than Mike. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to piss myself. Um, So thank you, guys. If you want to become a patron, we would greatly appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com slash what's your excuse podcast and donate. It Uh, helps us keep functioning, helps us get shit. uh, We will talk at you next week. We do have a surprise coming for you for our Christmas episode. So keep keep your ears peeled. Keep them peeled. (laughs) Keep your ears. Ears peeled? I think. It's eyes peeled. (laughs) Anyways, just keep fucking listening. Goodbye. I have to pee. Okay, stay pookie. (laughs) Stay spooky. Stay pookie. (laughs) Bye. What's your excuse? Because I'm a spoiled brat. I almost said chlamydia. <laughs> Electropacy. Hey, you got scissors. Do you have scissors? I know. I like sucked it all out of the bag. Yeah, that, 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 that's all, folks. All right. I'm a piggy. <laughs>
My name is Gary. I spend a lot of time on Rogue Media. I love podcasting. Podcast makes me so happy. When I'm not doing anything else, I'm listening to Bluesville, Keep Waco Loud, and a lot of other things. I love the Rogue Media. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast. Wieners. Um, wieners, dicks. <laughs>